This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Fat Bear Week captured the imagination of social media again this year. Katmai National Park in Alaska showed off just how bulky their bears got ahead of winter hibernation. There's more to Fat Bear Week than just voting on chunky furry friends. Lawrence Gunther wants to go beyond the bear necessities. He's the host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther on AMI-audio. Good morning, Lawrence. David, hello. Lawrence Fat Bear Week is more than meets the claw. There's an origin story here. How did it get started? Back in uh, 2012, they had Fat Bear Tuesday, and that evolved over time to Fat Bear Week, and then the competition, right? So uh, people started dialing in using these wireless virtual cameras so you can stream online. And uh, in 2022, over a million people voted on the champion of the who they thought was the uh, chubbiest of the bears of, of the pile, you know? <laughs> yeah, democracy at its finest. Uh, it's not yeah. actually, there's no scale involved. People are voting on who the fattest bear is. Uh, Lawrence, this breed of bear, why are they so special? They're the brown bears. Brown bears are the largest bears. In no, the world. I'm the brown bear. <laughs> <laughs> These are the browner bears, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the browner bears are the largest bears in the world. And, uh, and you know, they're the same as the grizzly bears, right? The grizzly bears are brown bears, except they their hair is slightly a different color. It's more translucent. That gives it that grizzled look. Grizzly bears also live in the Rocky Mountains, so they're, they don't get access to the same supply of food. These brown bears live in uh, Katmai, Alaska, near the Brooks River. And they have access to one of the healthiest runs of sockeye salmon left in the world. So for six months every year, these bears are just you know, grazing on uh, sockeye salmon from the Brooks River and getting chubbier and chubbier every day. Uh, Lawrence, to me, a bear is a bear is a bear. They're adorable, but a bear is a bear is a bear. So what's the technology they're using to track and distinguish the bears? Well, cameras aside, right, that's a visual thing. It's a perception thing. And that's how the votes are cast. You know, people look and they, they can tell one bear from the other based on the colors and, 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 the, and the various distinct features of each bear. But the scientists are actually getting into, uh, you know, determining size using lasers. You know, they have ways of now measuring bears without having to first dart them, you know, put them to sleep and then, and then wrestle them into slings and lift them up and weigh them. And some biologists actually say that every time you dart a bear, it remembers, it remembers you coming at seeing you and then, you know, you're pointing the weapon at it and then getting really feeling really groggy and falling asleep, waking up with your, your smell all over it, feeling really horrible. And some say, you know, if you do this uh, 15, 20 times to a bear, which some bears are, are, you know, tranquilized that many times in their life, they can get quite aggressive after a while. They, they just learn to hate you. So this way, using the lasers, which is what they're doing now, they perfected this using the, uh, the Brooks River brown bears as, as an example. 
they can now measure their size pretty accurately without ever having to sort of get close to the bears and and physically you know molest or alter or, or hurt the bears in any way whatsoever and that, so that's really helping out as well this this competition is bringing this to light and and this could become the new way of sort of non you know non sort of invasive ways of of doing bi um, animal biology in the wild What's the merit of tracking the actual weights? Like, like I get the merit of voting on social media and having a lot of fun and looking at cute bears, but what's the merit of these park officials actually tracking the weights of the bears? They know then how healthy they are, right? That the stronger, the bigger, the more muscle mass they have in the summer, and the more blubber they have going going into the fall. So they'll know, okay, they had a good summer. Look at look at all the weight they put on in the spring. They can measure them again to see, you know, how well they did over the season, how hungry they are, and you know, they can determine: are they going to be, you know, are they getting access to sufficient food? If not, you know, they could become more of a nuisance to to human settlements, right? When bears can't feed, find enough food in the wilderness, they come into town and, and look for food in town. And they don't prefer to do that, but, you know, they do what they need to do. They'll start stealing dog food, breaking into garbage cans, and possibly even into your home to, to get your food out of your kitchen. Yeah, there's a video going around on social media this week <laughs> of a bear breaking into a dip and and just taking a whole lasagna out of the freezer. So so oh, yeah. that, 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 that bear's talking about language. I thought you were going to talk about the one that took the gummy bears and walked into a gas station uh, quickie <laughs> and, and just strolled down the aisle. And the guy's just filming the thing the whole time. And the bears stopped at the rack picked out the gummy bears and left. Yeah, that that's that's some impulse buying right there from the bear. <laughs> so so this year at a first time winner, Grazer, there was some controversy yeah. about this. People felt as though uh, the angle of the picture that was taken of Grazer was misleading, but what set Grazer apart from the rest? Well, Grazer, come on. She she's a big bear. Everyone knows she's a big female bear. She shows up every summer. She's a mother. But she beat out the old favorite Otis, right? Otis has been the champion for the last four years. He's been, he's a big male. He's the favorite by for many, many people. He always shows up skinny and lean in the spring. And by the end of the, uh, you know, by October, when they've cast their votes, he's he's pretty bulked up. But this year, you know, the, the, the female bears beat out the male. So Grazer uh, came in first place, and she actually beat out second place, uh, Chunk, by 85,000 votes. Wow. So two females, you know, two sow bears uh, take positions one and two, and actually three as well. So, so the three top bears this year were all females. Okay, I've got to do a little bit of described video here, uh, Lawrence, because Kingsley Juco and the gang in our control room have some awesome pictures of the bear. So I'm going to turn nice. off my camera and turn to the monitor here and see if I can do a little bit of on-the-fly described video, a before mm -hmm. and after picture of Grazer in the springtime looking quite thin, looking like a little bit of skin hanging off the body, some bones sticking out at the top, sort of a beautiful golden color and then there was some blonde videos ears. showing of she has blonde ears eh? She yeah has blonde colored ears That's blonde amazing. colored ears amazing and then there was yeah. some video they were showing before of grazer in the river poking at some salmon which looks like me at the buffet at the end of the <laughs> night and then on the far right on the screen now we've got grazer at the end of the season looking uh very 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 filled in what were some skinny legs before are looking uh pretty thick with two c's and that is a wide wide body i'd say 
say probably double or triple the size of Grazer from the spring. So Grazer had a good eating season this year for uh, Grazer. So well done by Grazer heading towards hibernation. Lawrence, I've got a bear question for you. Okay. You're, out, you're out there in the wilderness uh, fairly often. What's your approach to bear safety? Well, it depends on the species, right? So, you know, there's two ways you got to think of this. Black bears are the most common bears around Ontario. That's the only bears we have in Ontario and most of Eastern Canada, uh, Eastern United States. It's always black bears. Black bears are like more like um, big dogs. You know, they can climb trees. They're very fast. They can outrun a horse in a quarter mile race. Oh, man. But they're also very timid. They don't want to be around you. You know, maybe when they're sick and old and their teeth are all decayed and they got a toothache and they, they have no way anymore of ever catching anything to eat or, and they've been out-competed by the stronger bears, maybe then they get grumpy and you, you might have a problem with them. But for the most part, black bears want to be left alone. So if you get in the, the same situation as a black bear, the biggest best thing to do is be big and tall and make a lot of noise don't chase them, but don't run away from them. Mm -hmm. Just stand your ground and, and they'll, they'll leave. But if you have food around, you know, if you have open food and you made your campsite a mess or you have a sandwich in your hand, you might want to toss that and get out of there. Because <laughs> that's what they're smelling, right? They're smelling your food, not you. They're, they're not necessarily interested in eating you. They're interested in eating the food that's on you, the fish, whatever it is you're, you got with you. Yeah. Grizzly bears, totally different situation. Brown bears, totally different. These these are very territorial animals. They know they're the meanest, toughest animals in the in the territory. They also tolerate, you know, no one getting coming into their space, whether they have cubs or whatever. They just don't like people in their space. They don't want you to touch their food. They don't want to touch whatever there is in their territory, and they'll come at you. So you really, with a grizzly or brown bear. You drop and you roll up into a ball, cover your head, and hope to God you're going to make it through. Oh, okay. Wow. That's definitely a different approach there. Yeah, with the grizzlies, yeah. the browns. And I assume it's the same deal with the polar bears as well because they're uh, quite vicious as well. Yeah, polar bears, good luck to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just, just good luck. Yeah, just flat out good luck. So like, so anything like with bear spray or, or, or a bear horn, anything like that when you're dealing with a grizzly, a brown bear, polar, et cetera? Well, bear spray can be a deterrent for sure. It can give you that little bit of that extra second to get take cover. Uh, if you happen to have a long stick or club, and you give them, you have you're able to give them a whack on the nose. That's their only sensitive spot on their body. You can hit them anywhere else in the body. It's just going to bounce off. But you get them right on the snout. That can be a deterrent as well. Running downhill is uh, bears have trouble running downhill because their front legs are a little shorter than their back legs and they don't like running downhill because they always feel like they're going to tumble and end up doing somersaults. So, But going up trees with black bears is never a good oh, idea. Dear. Black bears can scramble up trees. Even full-size black bears can scramble up oh, trees way faster than we can. Maybe we can get to a higher branch than a big 300, 400-pound black bear. That's our only hope. But again, you know, you're running away from a black bear. Last thing you want to do is you want to stand around with a black bear. Uh, Lawrence, I also know some outdoors companies make, uh, especially when you're talking about the brown bear or grizzly bear experience, they actually mm. make backpacks that are designed to protect you in those scenarios, or at least like to mitigate and potentially protect you. But again, mm -hmm. if, if you're curled up in a ball and a grizzly's on top of you, that backpack's only going to go so far. You protect your back, your neck, and your head. So you pull that knapsack up, you get into a, a ball, and you're protecting your neck and head where they're going to try to bite you, and uh, hopefully Oof. they'll get bored at some point. On the flip side, bears mm -hmm. are so cute. What's your level of temptation to cuddle a bear? 
only the Cubs, Dave, when they, when they lost their mommies and they're crying, you want to pick them up oh. and hug, hug them in your arms until they settle down and, you know, you get them back to sleep. And and that's the best thing to do for it with a bear cub. I'm kidding, Dave. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Definitely kidding. do not touch a bear cub when mama <laughs> might be around the corner. She's not going to appreciate that. But no, but earnestly, like, like again, I know it's dangerous, but I'm assuring you of your safety, Lawrence. Would you yeah. hug a bear? No. No. Okay. I, would I bite a bear? Would I try to poke at a bear in the eye if it was mauling me? Like, black bear, you got to fight back. Absolutely, got to fight oh, back. Was... And uh, you know, grizzly bears, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win that fight with a black bear, though. You may have a chance, right? If you have a pocket knife, if you have anything, a rock, a, a stick, you know, anything that might help you. Brown bears, grizzly bears, they they'll just give up if they think you're dead. So play dead, and then they're gonna come back and eat you when you're ripen a little bit, or when they, you know, when they check, look around and oh, see dear. what else is going on. But uh, yeah, black bears, you want to fight back. Well, if a bear is eating me to death, I'm gonna sneak in a couple cuddles, regardless. Lawrence, <laughs> thank you for this. <laughs> Welcome, Dave. That's Lawrence Gunther. He's the host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther. You can find that show weekends at 2:30 p.m. Eastern time on AMI Audio. In 60 seconds, there's snow in the prairies, and that's a concern. Elizabeth Moeller will have that in the weather story of the day, but first, here is Canadian press reporter Rob Westgate with your morning business minutes. The energy and metals sectors pulled Bay Street lower on Monday. Toronto's S&P TSX losing 69 points to close at 19,047. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 191 points down to 32,936, while the Nasdaq rose 35 points to 13,018. Overseas now, where Asian markets were mostly higher today, Japan's Nikkei finishing up 63 points at 31,062. Benchmarks rose in Sydney, Seoul, Shanghai and Taiwan, but fell in Hong Kong. Unifor is set to bargain on behalf of more than 2,800 grocery store workers at Loblaw's own stores in Ontario, and Newfoundland and Labrador, testing whether the union can bring the gains it made for Toronto Metro workers to other grocery chains. And a House of Commons committee is asking the heads of Canada's major grocery chains to explain their plans to stabilize food prices. As for the loonie, it's trading this morning at 73.16 cents US. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Rob Westgate. Thank you very much, Rob. Let's head over to Elizabeth Moeller for the weather reports. Elizabeth, the prairies are getting hit with some snow. They sure are. I guess it's later than, than normal, but some would say better late than other, uh, never. Maybe others would say better never. I don't know. But after parts of Alberta receive their first major snowfall, folks in Saskatchewan can now join in the snow show. A blast of Arctic air seeping into the prairies will bring temperatures plummeting to freezing. As if the sudden return of the chilly air wasn't enough, snow is expected to fall over a portion of the province, more specifically Highway 16 and the Trans-Canada Highway, so do take care. Timing the snow event out, the first sign of accumulated snowfall will dr drifted into the province last evening as that Arctic front sweeps its way east out of Alberta, with Maple Creek and Swift Current seeing the first of the snowfall. Lucky them. The heaviest snowfall will target Regina, and it will extend north towards Saskatoon. This will make for a chaotic morning commute 
as the snow falls across two of the major provinces' highways. So do take care and leave yourself some extra time as you're commuting in those prairie provinces. I suggest people in the prairies have their snow tires ready. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yes, or their snow cane tips. Or that too. (laughs) Coming up next, have you ever considered starting your own business? Rabia Khadar will share some thoughts on entrepreneurship for people with disabilities. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.